0: And ministry Techcast. Well hello and welcome to all of my technical friends out there or technical strangers for those of you that I have never met. But hey, we're getting to know each other here on this tech cast. So glad that you joined us today because today we are going to talk about MIDI. Music Instrument digital interface, I believe is what that stands for. I will edit it if that is not correct. And as the world of sound seems to be driven more and more towards computers, the need for understanding of what MIDI is is becoming more and more important. Now certainly in the realm of recording, MIDI is vital because so many instruments are being played by a MIDI keyboard or are triggered or sequenced by MIDI notes. And so I've already started diving into all of these terms, but I haven't even explained what any of those things are. So it may be a little bit surprising to know that MIDI is not anything new. It's been around for quite a while. Now, that's good news because a lot of the equipment that you may already own will be MIDI equipped. So if you own any kind of digital piano or Anything that can be labeled digital, MIDI is probably already being used and for sure in a keyboard is definitely being used inside of the package. Now, we don't really think about it because we just buy the keyboard and we figure out where do we plug in in, and how do I get my sounds? But digital pianos are computers that do about as much as you need to get the sound of a piano out. And it doesn't do more. It doesn't send email. It won't help you watch a movie All it's doing is processing that MIDI information that's being sent from your keys to the little computer brain. It's processing the information that you're giving it by pushing the various buttons, and then it's sending that signal out via its computer to then either the sound system or through maybe even built-in speakers. So that's pretty impressive for the amount that we sometimes spend on these uh, keyboards. And sometimes, you know, those keyboards can get up to where now they're like two or $3,000, Well, you can buy a pretty hefty computer for that much and buy some things separately. But I keep getting ahead of myself. So how those digital pianos work is that you have a keyboard and these are basically just like your regular computer keyboard, but instead of being laid out alphabetically, they're laid out like a piano. So what MIDI is, is a very basic language that says which key you're playing, says how hard you're pushing it, and then lets you know how long it's being played. There's also quite a few other pieces of information being sent. Like if you were to press on the sustain pedal, well, it's not actually sustaining anything. It's not mechanically lifting or changing anything like it would on an acoustic piano. It's just sending what's called a CC message, which is done through MIDI as well. And it's telling it, hey, I want you to simulate that It's being sustained until you lift your foot off of the pedal, which sends another message through MIDI to your computer, which for most people in a digital piano is within the body of the standalone unit, and it says, hey, now turn that off. So all of that is happening, has been happening, but we haven't paid much attention to it because it's always just been within the box. And one of the new things that has really opened a lot of horizons and opportunities for people is that instead of spending two or $3,000 on a standalone piano, which is basically a computer with a keyboard, we've kind of realized hey, I can just buy a regular computer and then connect just a keyboard, one that maybe doesn't have any computer in it at all, which are called MIDI controllers. And I have one here right in front of me from M-Audio that we use quite a bit. And the code 49 is one we have, but the code 61 is maybe even better for most churches. But it literally does nothing other than just send MIDI messages. So then I connect that to my actual computer and it interprets those MIDI messages, does all the processing of sounds, and then outputs that through a headphone jack or if you have some sort of other interface. And then that connects to a sound system and basically does the same thing as the standalone keyboard, only instead of all being in one package, now it's in separate packages. But the advantage of that is then you can have extra sounds and you can add sounds, you can buy sounds. People that are sound designers can create sounds and then pass them along to you, or you can use the ones that you've been using in recording. And so instead of being limited to, oh, hey, this cork sound, they've got a lot of great atmospheric stuff, but their piano sounds are bad and Yamaha piano sounds are better, or this Nord sound has all these things, you can choose whatever you want and add as much as your computer can handle. Now, while that is extremely exciting for people that like to make sounds, it can be a bit overwhelming because now you're not just buying, hey, this is a box and this is what it does. And if I want to do something else, then I have to get a different box. But at the same time, people like me, people like the other sound designers that are out there in the world, we can help you. And so you just tell us what you want or go on the internet and search for it. And by using different programs that interpret that MIDI information, there's some pretty standard ones, the most being a Mac-based program that was actually built by Apple. And it's called MainStage. Now, they're up to main stage three at the time of this recording, but just go and look main stage, Apple, and you will find that it's like a $30 program that has all of these different instruments, has so many sounds that you will be overwhelmed. Now, you can also then go and buy sounds from people that are worship leaders, that are just like you, that are week in, week out, trying to get the sounds of whatever it is that they you know, want to sound like. We have bought a lot of sounds from a company called That Worship Sound and a guy by the name of Abel Mendoza, whose name is somewhat held in reverence uh, around the worship community, at least here in Nashville, just because so many of his sounds are great. And so we put those in, put those to use. We've also seen a lot of sounds put out by Hillsong people. There's a guy named Peter James who's making a lot of patches and he makes patches for like the Hillsong Young and Free stuff. And they make all the albums, the United albums. They're putting out the patches that they're using in the studio to then be able to be used live by people like you and me. Now, there's some costs along with those, but it's like $20, $30, $50 for like a ton of stuff, so much that you may be a little overwhelmed instead of spending, hey, I got to buy a $1,000 keyboard because it makes this sound. I got to buy another $1,000 keyboard because it makes that sound. You have so much flexibility now we've also purchased some plugins, which are little bits of software that you can add more sounds than what it comes with. And so one of the ones that we bought were some piano sounds by a company called Native Instruments. And that one that we use quite a bit is called The Giant. So now that's what we're doing, but you can do all kinds of different stuff. And I know that's like a shift in the way that you think, but it really is how people are getting the sounds that they're getting certainly in the recording studio, and then as you go to live venues. That's how you play the music that you're hearing, is through those programs. Now, you can also do it from a PC standpoint by using a program called Ableton. And most people know that from running tracks, but it's actually a recording program and actually designed for live sounds. So there's people now starting to make patches just for Ableton. There's also a new one called Gig Performer, I believe is the name, which is available for both PC and Mac that again, interprets the MIDI information and then allows you to add sounds and manipulate sounds and have preset sounds that you switch just like a regular keyboard, you would push a button and it would go to the next sound. So again, the good news is is that your equipment probably already speaks this MIDI language and they have an output on the back of your keyboard that allows you to then connect to other equipment. So go and take a look at the back of your keyboard. And if you have like a round plug that has just a bunch of different holes and it'll say MIDI out, well, that's the one you're looking for. And what you can do is buy a simple MIDI converter to like USB or to USB-C or whatever it is that your computer runs. And it will transfer that MIDI information then into your computer. And then instead of connecting your output to your keyboard, you would actually plug it into your computer. And that's how the sound would flow out. Now, if you have like a printer looking cable, that's a USB connection, and you can skip the whole old style of the MIDI cable and just go directly from the printer style USB cable to a regular USB. And certainly a lot of the new keyboards are gonna have that feature versus the other pin configuration, or in a lot of cases, they'll have both. So potentially for the cost of a converter, which is gonna be maybe 20, 30 bucks, the cost of the program, which will be 30 bucks, maybe you spend 10, 30, maybe even $50 on some sounds, that have been pre-programmed specifically for worship and sometimes specifically for specific song, that's a lot of usage of the word specific, you're 100, 150 bucks in and you have the top-notch sounds of the day. That's doing pretty good. So I would encourage you to not be afraid of it and certainly there is so much information out there online, tutorials about how to use this really old technology that has become so much the standard of today. And be aware, you know, it's going to be a little different because it is it is a different language. And so notes have a value from 0 to 127. So if you push the key as hard as you can, it will register at 127. If you push it as lightly as you can, it may register at 15 or 20. And then you can adjust the sensitivity of the key. So if you want it to be, hey, I want to push it really hard and have it only register at 110 until I really push it hard, and then it's going to be a 127, well, that's a feature that you can have on all of your equipment. Or if you're like, I don't like to pound. I just want it to be when I push it, it's loud. Well, then you can set your sensitivity to be light. And so then when you push it down, it'll register at 127 more easily. But you somewhat have to know the different terms of the 0 to 127, the CC messages, and then just learn how to interact with these programs. But again, there's a lot of information out there. If we can be of any assistance to you, please don't hesitate to send us an email at conference at gmail.com because we definitely want to be a resource to you. Well, until next time, go be techie, go be awesome, and then we'll see you next time. Well, until then, God bless.